Hey, this is Mark. And this is Jay. We just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of NerdCage Live. And be sure to tune in to our live show on YouTube every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Are there any species like this hostile organism on LV-426? No, it's a rock. No indigenous life. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? Ma'am, I already said that it was not indigenous. It was a derelict spacecraft. It was an alien ship. It was not from there. Do you get it? We homed in on its beacon. And found something never recorded once in over 300 surveyed worlds. A creature that gestates inside a living human host. Yes. These are your words. And has concentrated acid for blood. That's right. Look. I can see where this is going, but I'm telling you that those things exist. Thank you, Officer Ripley. That will be all. Please, you're not listening to me. Kane, the crew member, Kane, who went into that ship, said he saw thousands of eggs there. Thousands. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host Jay St. G coming to you live from Syracuse, New York. And always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man, Mark Withers, what's shaking? Hey, what's going on, man? Super excited to be here as usual, and yes. Tonight's episode is going to focus on the 35th anniversary of what is considered one of the greatest sci-fi movies of the 1980s and possibly of all time. One of the first Best Actress nominations for the legendary Sigourney Weaver. Of course, I'm talking about James Cameron's Aliens. Now, Jay, you and I did an episode on James Cameron's Terminator 2 last week. People are going to start to think we're biased, and they may be <laughs> right. But let me ask you, after re-watching this, how do you feel about this movie 35 years later? This is the reason why, now that we're fans of movies, but this is why we're fans of the science fiction genre, because you could do so much with it. And that's what makes being a nerd awesome, is movies like Aliens. Absolutely. This is one that, in my opinion, really pushed the genre forward. I don't remember there being such a perfect combination of science fiction, action, comic relief, and drama all in the same movie. And James Cameron really delivered here. And what a coup for him as far as like putting himself on the map as the premier sci-fi director of the time. The first Alien is a perennial masterpiece. Like, how on earth do you make a sequel out of that? You do it <laughs> completely different and off the wall. I'm glad that you mentioned that because there's an interesting story about the development behind this movie. After the success of the first Alien movie, Brandywine Productions, the team that actually put that film together, wanted very much to immediately go into developing a sequel. 
but Fox kind of vetoed the idea of doing a sequel. Their official reason was that the horror genre was starting to meet a decline towards the mid-1980s. Not really accepting that, those producers decided to sort of try to push forward and get that film developed. Fast forward a few years, and now you have a different studio head, Lawrence Gordon, who was very interested in developing a sequel, but there was very little support from the rest of the executives at Fox. So he took it upon himself to actually search for someone to write a screenplay. Somewhere along the way, he came across James Cameron's script for The Terminator. Now bear in mind, this is 1983. So The Terminator has not been made yet. It's still in development. And James Cameron is essentially a nobody at this point. He really didn't have uh, any big productions under his belt. But the script for that was so impressive that he was asked to write a treatment for an Alien sequel. He and Gail Ann Hurd, who was the producer for The Terminator, decided that the best way to approach the Alien sequel would be to combine all of the horror elements of the first movie with all of the action that was planned for The Terminator and actually turn that instead into an action film. I love it. Not to mention, James Cameron had some serious momentum coming off the first Terminator movie, so he was just primed. And I'll say it again, each movie, he finds a way to elevate the bar in every movie he makes. And you can see that elevation go from the Terminator to Aliens. Now, I'm not saying Aliens is a better movie than Terminator, but as far as like raising the bar and doing stuff that hasn't been done in film before, you could see the elevation go up from Terminator to Aliens. I completely agree. And to his credit, he's probably one of the first directors to put a female in the lead action role. I mean, last week we spoke a lot about Sarah Connor and that character's importance in terms of the future of the female action star. To my mind, Ripley is actually the very first female action star in a sci-fi role of this caliber. And I think that he did that to sort of set his films apart from other action films of the time. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that because there's a big difference. You know how we saw a difference between Sarah Connor and Terminator 1 and Terminator 2? But I'm gonna apply this to the alien and aliens, okay? The first movie, we see Ripley, the survivor, the one that makes it through at the end of the movie. She's the survivor. But in Aliens, she's the badass. Right. And what a transformation. I mean, from the beginning of the film, she's saying, I'm not a soldier. I can't do this. And by the end of the film, not only does she survive, she's seen completely kicking ass and basically evolving into the badass that we all know and love. Shout out to our friends over at Real Talk, a movie podcast, because we kind of went into it a little bit. Some of my favorite scenes in the movie, the giant mech machine that we see Signora Weaver use at the beginning of the movie, and then she uses it at the end to battle the queen alien. And then my other favorite scene is actually when they first encounter the queen, when we see the whole nest with all the eggs. Oh my gosh, talk about an eerie scene. We're just like, oh my God, this is where they're all coming from. 
and seeing the ultimate Xenomorph, the Queen. Oh, there's just something about that. And I'm going to say this right now to attack on top of that. The special effects on the Xenomorph, the aliens, look so much better. Well, don't worry, they still look good in Alien. But they look a lot more disgusting and a lot more disturbing when you see all the eggs and the drooling and then the jaw. It's just... Oh my gosh, and the fact that they still kept it mysterious, there was no long shots, there were just quick shots of the alien moving, and that's basically all you needed. So that same rule they had in the first one, they still kept it, where there was just brief shots, but trust me, the presence of the alien and the aliens are totally felt in this movie, and I just love it. Everything how it's executed, the buildup of the Space Marines going to war, just made that showdown so much better. Yeah, and speaking of the Space Marines, I really enjoyed Bill Paxton's character as Hudson. Game over, man, game over. You know, uh, you know what he brought to this movie was a sense of comic relief, while at the same time really revealing to the audience exactly what the stakes are and why they should be afraid. And I thought that that was brilliant writing as well as brilliant execution. He was easily my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, not to mention just the whole idea of space marines and just seeing them gear up for battle. They're hunting for, you know, this alternate life form and like the weapons and the attention to detail. And of course, a very, very, very colorful cast. They're not cookie cutter. They all have personalities like they relish in the fact that they're going into danger. They compete with one another. They pick on each other like. Kind of what you expect if you, you know, you first joined the military, like if you're a rookie, they're going to pick on you and say, well, what do you know? And so on. I love the fact that they kind of applied real life, but at the same time, there's a fantasy element to it. And like you said, there's a little bit of humor. They're not too over the top, but just enough to like, okay, I can get behind these guys. Like I'm ready to go to war with these people. Let's go. Just to sort of wrap this up, what kind of rating would you give this movie? Now, I could understand why some people may like this better than the first one, but I still like the first one better because the first one gave us that claustrophobic atmosphere, like a haunted house in space where they're in this very enclosed spaceship. Aliens doesn't quite hit that hard like the first one did, but it's still an excellent movie. It's a great sci-fi film. It does take a little bit to get going, and it's not as good as the first one, but I think 8.5 out of 10, very, very solid movie. I would agree with that score. I would probably go a little bit lower and give it an eight out of 10. Some of the dialogue doesn't necessarily hold up. There are some issues in terms of character development. Some things sort of felt rushed, but that said, it's got an action-packed story, a brilliant cast with Sigourney Weaver, Michael Bean, Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, you know, some really great actors in there. And it's almost got a timeless quality to it. And so for that, I will always pick this as one of my favorites. If you haven't already, please check our look back of James Cameron's Terminator 2. That was a hell of a lot of fun to record. And our next look back, be on the lookout, Jackie Chan's Super Cop, also known as Police Story 3. Absolutely. This is probably my favorite Jackie Chan movie, not only because of Jackie himself. This is the movie that introduced me to Michelle Yeoh, and she is absolutely amazing in this one. It's a must see, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yes, sir. So that being said, we pretty please ask to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like syphilis. So you, I say, from Louisville to Syracuse and all of our 
friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live. As always, enjoy life, stay safe, and good night. Sayonara. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>